0: to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it.
1: Yeah, this week we watched episodes 9 and 10 of Love and Contract. Woo! Woo! I
0: I have a hot take, but it kind of requires a curse word, which I don't think I've ever cursed on the podcast. (gasps)
1: You heard it here first, (laughs) y'all.
0: Should we get spicy? Should we get that hot right at the top, or should we build up to it?
1: Oh, well, now I'm so excited. Here's the thing. I don't know if I can make that call because I'm so excited (laughs) in, like, a way that is probably toxic, that, like, I'm, like, finally, (laughs) finally.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's here. It's here. We're finally one. We are finally becoming... The one being Yeah. There was that w- we have always been.
1: There was one line I had crossed years ago that Emily wasn't ready to cross, and now we're here and we are this is the moment.
0: <laughs> this is the moment. Okay. Well I gotta wait for the train.
1: Yeah. Oh, pause for train. Pause for train who's here for uh building up tension. Suspension. We ready? Yeah. We re-
0: <sighs> Fucking cowards. That's what I wanted to say. Fuck yes! Because did you watch the scene where the manager falls in love with Wu Nam, head over heels, he is in love with another man. This is his awakening. And then these fucking cowards have him make a phone call where he's like, I fell in love with him as a talent scout. I just love a good talent. I want to hire this man, because he'll be a good singer. Like, get out of here. You have a crush, my guy. That's called a crush. You have a crush, my guy. And the writers were like, no, he doesn't. That would be
1: disgusting. We're not going to
0: do it. And, like, maybe they'll do it in later episodes,
1: but... Maybe they have build up. Yeah, I I have this confidence. I, I also think that they're fucking cowards. Um, but also somehow they are proving to me with each passing episode that maybe they're not. Um, I think that I just have those residual feelings from the first couple of episodes. But to their credit, they made perhaps the best character ever. And they said also he's gay. And not even also he's gay. Like, not even an afterthought, not it, it is part of his his storyline. um really, the only thing is that I am simply uninterested in any other character except Wu Guang Guangnam like he is the only person I want to see on the screen. He's the only person I want to hear from. he's the whole package. he can sing, he can fight, he can probably dance, he can wear a suit like no other. He can fight and <laughs> sing in a suit he can. <laughs> He he's, <laughs> he's perfect he's perfect he does it all he's kind to people he's kind to people even after getting hurt time and time again and he is the most perfect beautiful soul and i don't know i guess really the only reason they're cowards at this point is that he's not the main character because i simply don't care for any i don't care about anyone else like i don't even mean to like put people on a pedestal that might be unfair I guess I'm just at the point where it's like, um, I mean, they wrote him, they wrote the best character ever, and then they didn't make him the main character, and why would I give a shit about (laughs) anything else?
0: (laughs) But I feel like there are so many dramas, especially rom-coms, where they have a lot of drama within the central relationship. They have a male and female lead that have their crazy, wacky stuff going on. And then they have really compelling secondary leads. And they have like there I feel like there are other shows where Wu Guang Nam could have had his own, like, really interesting storylines with his family and his friends and this relationship that could or could not happen. And we could that could get plenty of screen time. I think something that drove me crazy, just in general in these two episodes was the amount of storylines that they're trying to do, the amount of things that they're trying to do with this drama makes it so that everything that they're doing kind of falls flat. It feels like they have to half-ass everything so that they can fit it all in. So it was like, just commit, just commit to Wu Nam getting a romantic storyline, and then we can watch that and we can be happy and we can enjoy it. But they're like, no, that's maybe one too many things. Let's just have it be a work thing for now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't turn into, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think it will turn into a romance, but that I just, I wish that they hadn't made the manager, whose name I keep forgetting, such a twerp to Wu Guangnam for kind of made up reasons where he feels professionally threatened by him. Um, I, I wish that, if they were going to make him a twerp, it was for, or I guess not like a twerp, but if they were going to put conflict there, like a, like an enemies to lovers storyline or something, I wish that it was more founded. Um, maybe, but even then, I'm like, I guess I would probably be really upset if they had like a, more founded basis of an enemies to lovers, especially this late in the game where I'm like, no, you've got to make that. like, I guess <laughs> I wish that it was more like the manager remembered Wu Guangnam Nam from the conflict that they had really early on, or if the, the frustration was on Wu Guang Nam's end, uh, that he was like, hey, I remember you. It, I have a really bad taste in my mouth about that whole encounter. Uh, let's just make this a work thing, you know, like let's not, um, be friends or whatever. Uh, and there was more conflict, uh, but he also has to be the most perfect baby angel who moved past it, even though it was a big shitty moment at the beginning when he got, I don't know, like it was a, it was problematic. And, um, I actually don't remember exactly how the encounter went other than, they completely misunderstood what he was doing or what he was up to and it got really weird really fast and Kong Hae Jin left and the manager was a jerk or something Um, and I I, I guess I just wish it was more about that than just the manager being like oh he's really talented so we should scout him oh just kidding he's too talented and he's gonna take my job it's like mm -mm, mm mm-mm-mm If you're going to do enemies to lovers, do it right. Have him be like, oh, shit, I fought with this guy. Are you kidding? You hired him? I literally fought with this guy already. Uh-huh. I forgot about that encounter. I feel like the writers did, too. They- <laughs> <laughs> I think Wu Nam acknowledges that it happened, but then he's like, oh, you don't remember. Don't worry about it. Let's just move oh. past it or something. It-, it was just like a passing sentence and then okay we- but yeah
0: I feel like that and then Kang Hae Jin saying like he's gay but he's really not into workplace romances he's not gonna make a move on you there, there were potentials for other areas where they could have built up a conflict and yeah instead they were like what if the manager is just like an idiot and really petty and jealous over literally everything yeah it's like I guess that's a choice. He seemed really cool before, though.
1: He seemed like an okay dude. Like a likable person. And now he's just kind of threatened and small.
0: Yeah. Like, when he's on the phone and Wu Gong Nam is trying to show him an article, he's like, you gotta look at this. And he's like, get away from me. Get your hands off of me. It's like, you're working right now. Yeah. I think you need to figure something else out if you're gonna behave like this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you need to look inside yourself and realize this is a deep <laughs> attraction. <laughs> and then you need to figure out how to handle that professionally.
0: Oh, see? Yeah, maybe I'm just mad because... It- I don't believe that it'll become a romance because I don't see how they have the time for that. You're going to start this in, like, episode 10? If, no.
1: If they don't, this whole the whole bonus episode of this show is going to be you and me continuously. <laughs> like, we will blow this show up if they back out of this romance. We will eviscerate it. Um, and I... I'm happy to do that. I am happy to do that if they decide to back out of this. If they give us a romance, though, and it's a good one, they it, they have to make it a good one. It has to be solid and lovely and the reason that Wu Nam stays and doesn't bounce r- right out of this country.
0: It's gotta be good. It just feels like a very short timeline for someone's sexual awakening being like oh I'm gay I'm and I found the person I love and now I work with them and I have to woo them. That's a whole lot of things to deal with in just a few short episodes <laughs> So I don't know I'm not I'm not hopeful I'm already halfway to our our rant. I'm already there <laughs> and you'll just have they'll just have to pull me back if this is gonna be a good romance. I'm in. I want it to be. That's why I'm angry, because I want it so bad.
1: I want it too much. Yeah. Yeah. This show hasn't given me any... They have given little breadcrumbs of reasons to distrust them, but there hasn't been anything so big that I don't think they can pull it back. Really, it's up to them. Ball's kind of always been in their court, but it's it's really... (laughs) They have taken full possession. There's not even another team on the court. Um... (laughs) And they need to do something with that ball and not screw this up because it's the perfect setup. Yeah.
0: I I just feel like they've got something so good there. They've got so many good drama tropes. But yeah, like I said, I think they just picked a few too many. Yeah, Like, they picked 10 drama tropes and we needed four.
1: Yeah. We needed like four solid, well done tropes. And they said, we'll do them all. Why wouldn't we? What? We'll do Pack them in. Every single one of them. Um I have something that I honestly, I can't even go on without talking about the cliffhanger from episode 10 and how easy to resolve it is. And if they <laughs> make it a thing when it doesn't need to be. After all of the times, not even in this drama, but across all of K-dramas that we have watched where there have been these massive cliffhangers that have been so easily dismissed or brushed aside at the top of the next episode. Um, if they don't take the open offering of brushing aside the big reveal of her face all over being Kong Hye Jin's uh, love interest, his fiancé, there is... It, it is immensely easy because they li- she is <laughs> i'm getting lost in this she is now kind of officially in a relationship with the man who lives downstairs from Kong Haejin and so there's just a part of me where it might be vaguely incriminating that he picked her up but kind of more just on him right she could easily be like i am not kong haejin's girlfriend i uh I know him. He lives downstairs from my, or upstairs from my husband. Um, I don't know why he picked me up. We talked about it. We got in a little fight about it, but we're not going to worry about it because overall he's a good guy. He's been a great neighbor. Like that was just the one moment that he was not a great neighbor. Um, it's so easy. It's so simple. And I just don't Uh, like if they don't take that because there's a part of me that is devastated for both her obviously her because that's her whole privacy her whole life blown up in a way that she's been trying to avoid for the past 13 years and Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously it's devastating for her but there's also like Ji ho's co-workers knowing that she's his wife and how i don't know I guess he doesn't care. He doesn't have anyone to explain that to. Like, he doesn't have to explain that to anyone. That's between him and his wife, or whatever, but I guess there's just a part of me where I don't want that to come back on them in that particular way. Because in the way that she doesn't want to be associated with the Ina group, or the Kong Jin group, um, that just kind of is a good plot driver to her conflict with her not mom um it's just a bummer in his workplace where he works in like family law or whatever like divorce court
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think your resolution makes so much more sense it's much more clever and clean i thought we were just gonna go with twins Twins. where he'd be like that's that's my wife's twin that's
1: my wife's twin <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy i didn't know she was dating kong Hei Jin. i'll have to ask my wife about it but is any of us surprised my wife is great why would her twin not be just as awesome yeah. and dating a celebrity
1: obviously
0: <laughs> obviously um i'm not a good liar apparently
1: i thought that was a great answer i'm a great liar i'm, I'm a, i can <laughs> i can lie all day <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be like, that's why your resolution
0: was so perfect, because you didn't lie. You were like, it's really easy to resolve this without lies. <laughs> With the truth. She's literally still married to Jung Ji Ho, as far as I'm aware. So to be like, that's my neighbor's wife. Um, we live in the same building. I picked her up because of a g- very
1: good reason. Medical emergency. She's allergic to bees. There was a bee right there. I We had to get her out. We had to get her out of there.
0: (laughs) We had to get her out of there pronto. And I did that because I'm a good man and a good neighbor. And State Farm is there. And that's all the story is. Like, boom. Kang Hae Jin out. Yep, That makes so much more sense. And yeah, I I get it. I get that the drama could be like, no, that's going to start a million rumors about... Her being the wife and people going through all of the old pictures and being like, that's clearly her. So is she having an affair with both the men in this building? Is she sleeping with both of them? And like, that's a whole mess. And then that's where
1: his attorney steps in. We we just made her so much more relevant. She's going to war. She's going to legal war (laughs) with these rumors. Prove that you're the best of the best. That's kind of what you seem to do want. It.
0: I don't get her at
1: all. <laughs> yeah. I hate her. I don't hate her. I, but I also don't get her. I just, I do, well, here's the thing. I do love her fashion. Her fashion is she wore a pencil skirt with a green button up blouse in a way that I dream of wearing. <laughs> I love a pencil <laughs> skirt look. I love a pencil <laughs> skirt look. Um, Same. so there is, that, I guess, that I immediately am charmed by someone who wears an outfit that I think is cute. Wow. <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> I mean, fair, though. It's a really cute look. Um, it was It's a-, a
0: really cute look. She has good fashion.
1: Yeah, really pretty green. I like her blazers. I like her... Yes. I like the business wear that she brings to the table.
0: Same. I think it's hard. I'm, I'm the opposite where i like her clothes but it's really hard to acknowledge how much i like her clothes when i really hate every scene that she's in yeah because it's so convoluted and confusing and she doesn't act like a normal person she acts like a k-drama character she in does. the worst way yeah
1: she is she's really just the gasoline that we're pouring on the k-drama fire that the drama of the drama flame, she's a gasoline. We d- she doesn't do anything normally or organically, only weirdly.
0: Yeah. There was that scene where she's talking to Kang Hee Jin and Chae song In, and she's like, you guys look tense. Like, you just fought. And probably you did, because you're planning a wedding. And I fought all the time when I was planning my I'm like, girl, th- you're at work right now. Can you... Can you keep some things to yourself, maybe? Have a filter? Yeah. How did you get this far in your career when you're immediately walking into a room with a client and being like,
1: you look bad. Things are weird here. (laughs) This is a bad feeling here. And yeah, there's I guess there's two cases that can be made. The case that's really not in her favor, where it's like, you're a privacy lawyer, you need to have some chill. And then the side that maybe is somewhat in her favor, where it's like, you're a privacy lawyer, but you need to know all the secrets in order to um, effectively put out fires as they start but mostly you're just kind of starting fires at this point
0: (laughs) yeah like i think maybe they could have written her that way like can they pick a path for her maybe they could have written like she's a privacy lawyer which means that she gets to the bottom of everything she has to know everyone's secrets but i feel like every secret that she finds out about these three main characters she kind of flips out about and she's like i have to insert myself i'm going to be the center of this conflict and it's like you're aren't you on the clock right now can you act professionally <laughs> for just a, can you act like you can keep a secret for once and she's like no i need to have a private conversation about this Why? Why do you? Why are you so odd? Do you need that? (laughs) Do you need that? Do you need to go to Jung Ji Ho's house right now and barge into his living quarters? No, No. that's
1: inappropriate. Yeah, there was almost a part of me where I was like, are you trying to protect him? Like, do you think he's going to be hurt by this? Or are you just weird? Because it it has not been made clear to us. Um... I guess where I'm at with her and kind of everything, uh, as made apparent by the first conversation we had about how easy it is to clean up this mess, is that there is a reasonable explanation for why she's weird, for why we can easily get out of this, that, and the other, for, you know, why the manager doesn't like Wu Guang Nam. There's, there's so many good explanations. And I just feel like we're leaving good explanations on the floor. No one's picking them up and using them. We're just throwing them out with the trash and it doesn't make sense because we could we could really have something here. We could have good explanations for everything, which I think just raises the stakes of the drama. Because if you can come up with something after all of the reasonable, reasonable explanations have been taken off the table that's when you're like oh shit how are they going to get out of this one uh instead of like why are we not using all of these these really uh these really it's not even necessarily low hanging fruit it's just the fruit that's ready to be harvested like just get it just take it <laughs> before it goes bad
0: just have these people be in love and act normally about it and have that be the explanation for their weird behavior instead of being like, are they? Or are they acting just irrationally for a secret different reason? <laughs> like, you better have a friggin' clever secret different reason. Because, uh, I'm done. I'm very tired. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think I'm just frustrated or extra frustrated with the ex-wife and the manager and their little mini dramas when we still have so much going on with the main three characters and the Madam Yu. Tiffany
1: going, mucking about, oh doing whatever she's doing. She is like. always up to something. And it's weird because none of it ever comes to fruition necessarily. But she's always <laughs> plotting something. <laughs> something happening. I am curious to see if we will get to the end of this drama and she will have actually done anything or just been this weird possibility of something happening that just stressed... Uh, Choi Songun out the whole time.
0: That's what it seems like. I thought we were going to get little explosions all throughout the drama of action-reaction. Tiffany does something, and it ruins Choi Sang life in a very small way. And then things are resolved until the next thing Tiffany does. But yeah, this weird waiting game where it seems like she's got plenty of scenes. She's going and talking to people. She's setting things up but we never really know what's going on or what it's building up to, and it just doesn't seem like that big a deal, is frustrating and weird. And I'm, I'm tired of it, because she's not a fun character. <laughs> she's not kind. There is one interaction with between her and Wu Guangnam Nam. That's redeemable because it has Wu Guang Nam. Yeah,
1: he can, any scene he's in is a better scene for him because of him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. But the rest of it, why is she still here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there are, I really only am interested in her when Wu Guang Nam is around because I do think their dynamic is pretty comedic. There is something yeah. about how he is all just trying his best and she is there's nothing that will ever be enough and their interactions that has always delighted me in some ways. Um but those are kind of going away now that the jig is up and she knows that they're not married and I there is almost a part of me where I was like, how was that not obvious? Um didn't
0: he call her Nuna? Didn't he call Chaisangun Nuna? Constantly in, like,
1: a C <laughs> like <laughs> for before? the for like the past six episodes he's been calling her Nuna in front of Tiffany so madam you wh- wh- whatever we call her um so why why <laughs> yeah and then
0: why was she like oh, you're actually not married are you kidding like
1: she didn't know are you dumb it's like you you knew you could have just been like oh, right. I knew it okay tell me everything and then I guess that's I don't know it's kind of how it, went. but like it just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I want from her. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know if anything she does actually has impact, or if she is just a person of many halfway formed plans that will never come to fruition because no one takes her seriously. Um, I guess we'll just have to see. Uh, no one to me in my heart, is a greater villain than Kong Hye Jin. Um, So... (laughs) uh, So all of these sub-villains have nothing on how much I wanted to punch him in his smarmy face at the end of episode 9 and the top of episode 10. I was so sick of this shit. I couldn't (sighs) have been... I couldn't have written him off harder. (laughs)
0: 100%. He was... Awful. Just awful. Kissing a like blackout drunk woman and then rubbing it in the face of another guy. Being like, we had this great romantic night. We, where we talked, We confessed. Like, bro, you did not do any of that. You kissed a drunk woman. That's what happened.
1: Yeah. I don't know why you think it's a confession if someone is as drunk as she was, says literally anything to you, but you, she was in the middle of talking when you came back. She said the word kiss, and you said, ha ha, my door has opened, looks like it's time for, for a big smacker. Like, it's just so, it's so fucking stupid, that he just, (laughs) and he was so entitled to it, and then the next morning, when he was like, oh, there's something on your face, and like, grinning out the window, like a teenage girl, where, oh, if it had been an honest misunderstanding, I would have felt bad for him. But it wasn't an honest misunderstanding. She has not been leading him on. He pressured her into coming out of retirement. He he has pressured her this whole time and then tram- transposed his feelings onto her and even a couple of times admitted to her that he has feelings, which should have been grounds for a contract termination but she she was like fine with it she likes him in the way that she relates to him and she's like I don't I, I get why he's doing all of this I get why he needs me so I guess I won't terminate this contract immediately even though I just spent my entire Sunday taking care of his stupid ass who took too many pills and drank and is now sick and I need to make sure he doesn't die and then he was like oh, we must, we simply must be in love now. And so he confessed to her and she was like, ha, well, I better go. (laughs) And then then this confession that wasn't even a confession and then he was so smug. He was so smug after taking advantage of her and then she was the one admitting to having made a mistake. You didn't do anything, my girl. You didn't do anything wrong. You did nothing wrong. Yeah, so, uh, and then he acted like a sad, rejected teenager who turned off all of the lights in his house and turned his music to max volume and laid down in the dark like he had had everything that he wanted and then lost it, where it's like, you had a narrative that you wrote in your head and you're a stupid, spoiled, rich child and no one will ever be able to convince me you're not at this point because you are so delusional that there's no other explanation for it. You can't be like... It's one thing to be like, ah, we don't get to choose the family we're born into, and a completely separate issue to like just expect that you can get the things that you want because you've already written the narrative.
0: Yeah, I think... I'm just going to talk over the trains. I don't care anymore. I'm not going to wait. Get him! (laughs) I think I felt like bad for him or at least compassionate towards him in episode 10 i think they did a complete turn around where he was like he got rejected she says hey i made a mistake i genuinely i ju- i have feelings for jung ho i don't have feelings for you but even if i did i know it would ruin both of our lives for us to be together and i i can't do that to either of us that's just not going to be good and he was like, damn, that's uh, that's big. And I felt like he got it at that point. That It felt like it clicked. And then she goes to see him for the cliffhanger. And she's like, hey, what are we going to do about the breakup? And he's really chill about it. He's like, I've, I've got a playbook that I actually use. And we're going to get that out. And I'm really going to miss you. We had a good run. But here's the procedure for how we break up. And it was... I was impressed. I was like, that's, that's Hae Jin. That's the guy that I thought would be our second lead. Like, very likable, very chill, level-headed. And I don't know why episode nine was just a complete psychotic break as a character. (laughs) Where even just him showing up, like, it was just, I thought it was such good drama writing to have the sequence of scenes that we had where Jung Ji Ho and Chae Song Un like drive home, and he just spends the whole time talking about his ex-wife and she's like, "I didn't want you to talk about your ex-wife. I wanted you to talk about us and what we are and what we're doing, and that's such a like powerful statement, and she doesn't give him any time to respond, which sucks. She just leaves, but that's like fine, that's on her. And then he goes drinking, which he does not do. And he goes drinking with his boss, who we freaking love, yes. and his counselor, who we freaking love. So it's just perfection. And he gets super drunk and they're both like, You've gotta confess. You gotta go tell her. You love her, and he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go tell and like that's such good drama writing. And then you get Chase Sung un at the park waiting for him, and you're waiting for this confession. And I thought we could just for one moment Be done with the K drama and have a romance. No more calm, just rom right now, okay? (laughs) And I don't, I really resent to my core that they were like, no, it'll be really funny if Kang Hae Jin is here. And what if he's in a helmet? (laughs) Wouldn't that be like, what if he looks like an attacker? Maybe I'm way too sensitive about that. Maybe I'm the triggered one now. Anytime they put anyone in a helmet, I'm like, are those common? People are acting like those are things that like, those are white tennis shoes where you're like, oh oh my God, it's my attacker. And then you're like, oh, I'm being so silly. It's just a guy in white sneakers. Like everyone wears those. But in my mind, it's like, if you make something so distinct as a black motorcycle helmet be what her attacker is wearing why would you then have so many times throughout the drama where somebody's wearing a black motorcycle helmet and instead of acknowledging how terrifying that is you just play it off as jokes yeah. every single time every
1: si- it's the weirdest reoccurring joke to be like huh remember her attacker looked like this <laughs> wouldn't it be so funny if it wasn't that person
0: Remember how she almost got murdered that one time? Haha, <laughs> here's that guy again. Oh, just kidding, it's not that guy. It's like, what the Psych. hell? Yeah. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's really weird, you guys. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's trauma triggering over and over again, and then being like, but it's fine. We just needed you to not know it was Kong Hae Jin until he took the helmet off. That's all. And it's like... <sighs> It's already... It was kind of enough. I would have been mad if it was Jung Ji-ho, because um, he was super drunk. He shouldn't be driving anything, so...
0: 100%. But it'd
1: be funny if he was on his
0: scooter. Like, he's on his scooter all the freaking time. He's always renting those electric scooters. I think that'd be genuinely funny if he was just driving that around
1: in a motorcycle helmet just an electric scooter it's safe yeah that's (laughs) probably not great it's probably real life terrible in a drama hilarious if he's drinking and scootering like don't (laughs) do that in real life that's not funny in real life it is funny in this show
0: (laughs) but they're like you know it's not funny in real life murderers but what's funny in k-dramas murderers Murderers. (laughs) I know you guys don't get jokes. You you're not funny, and then it's almost worse that it's actually congealed. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> it is, it is worse for me. It's sincerely that was the beginning of his villain arc in my heart. Like I already am not stoked on a on a love triangle, but this hasn't really felt so much like a love triangle. Um, like there's never been a, a moment in. In the show, that I've been like, ah, it could go either way. It could be either of them. Um, Never once. She has never expressed actual romantic interest in Kong Hae Jin. She's, she is so firmly friend zoned him. And uh, I can appreciate that because I don't like a love triangle. I can appreciate that there's not, like, he's not so much better than Jung Ji Ho, right? Because they, yeah. K dramas have done that to us before. We've been burned. Um, but we didn't do that. And I'm grateful sincerely, but he was kind of an inconvenience. And I like hated moments with him. I've never been more upset than from the moment he showed up when she was at the park to, like you said, the moment where he started laying out the breakout and he was handling it really maturely and seemed to really understand. And he's not stoked, but it's okay. If he's heartbroken, like he it's unrequited love. That's super rough. Um, it was just that between that moment and the moment he showed up at the park, he is just so sickening to me. He's just like, I can't take him seriously. I can't get on board with him. I can't, I can only feel anger from, from those times. I just, so frustrating. And so, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know what point I had when I started this, this, (laughs) rant part two but um just something you know just that episode
0: 9 was the worst and Kang hae jin was the worst and i i'm glad for what we're getting with chae sung-un and Ji ho it's really great (laughs) i just feel like there's so much going on around them that i'm like hey drama so now's the time when we finally got the leads together so can we have the like cutesy stuff that they do together and have all the drama spiraling around them? But I feel like this drama is really like, no, 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 we're not going to let go of all of the stuff that we've planned for you. We've got a lot in store. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want any of it. I don't want you to keep trying to get between Chae Seung-in and Jung Ji-ho when they are tenuously together. All I want is for them to be in love.
1: You've given me one percent of that. Let's
0: just keep going with
1: that, yeah. okay? If you break them up, so help me, I will keep watching this drama. But I will be, so- I will <laughs> spend an entire episode of the podcast railing on it if they break up as soon as they get together.
0: Yeah, and I don't think they will. But it's, I don't get what's happening. They're like I said. There's just so much potential with Jung Ji Ho trying to grow as a person and get skills <laughs> for communicating <laughs> with his co-workers and with his boss and with Choi Sang-un. And there were opportunities for Choi Sang-un to grow as a person. And we want we want a happy ending for Kang Hee-jin as much as we hate him. That's... Like, it would be nice if we could see him right off into the sunset, doing his own thing, confident in who he is, and resolved in all of his family drama. And we've got Chae Sang-un's family drama, we've got the two conglomerate groups, we've got freaking Tiffany Yu doing her thing, whatever she's doing, and we've got Woo Guang-nam, who's the only one who actually matters, and that we actually enjoy watching. So it felt like... Just pick two pick two things and we'll focus on those. Yeah.
1: Two things would be perfect. Um and even if you had to eliminate all of the weird small things and you picked two things and made the stakes a little bit higher on them, like whatever's going on with Ina Group or whatever, uh if that felt like a real thing or something, but it's just weird to have a bunch of nebulous plot lines. The plotline of the person who wants to murder Kong Heijin's, um sig- significant other, which I'm sure will need to come back, because if it doesn't, that's also very poor writing, to be like, and th- then that person gave up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was extremely difficult, and they tried, and they failed.
1: They failed. So, And no one's looking into it anymore, because everyone decided they don't care. We, they were way too worried about Choi song un sort of retiring and them wanting contracts with her, and so we dropped that storyline and we'll never see it again. That would be wild. That <laughs> the real
0: sick stalker dream was to be kicked by Kang Hae-jin, and honestly, they got their wish. <laughs> so now they're done. Yeah. It was Fulfilled. a perverse, disgusting moment, <laughs> and they got what they wanted so Ooh. <laughs> we're done with that we're done with that storyline that's actually really good writing we just will never know Yep. Yeah.
1: so like we don't know what's going to happen with that we don't know what's going to happen with so many things but there's all of these like half resolved plots or if pl- half yeah one third resolved <laughs> <laughs> and there's just everything's really weird and up in the air. There are some, there's some pros and cons. There was something I do want to talk about before we hop off just really quick. We don't have to go super deep into it. Um, uh, But Jung, Jiho and how he acts at work after they kind of more officially get together. There is a part of me that I'm, I'm really happy for him, but I want him to still like be him And I guess I'm just worried that they're like, and he was only weird about communication because he wasn't in love, but now he can be friendly with his coworkers and this, that, and really reach out to people around him. And I guess there's a part of me where I'm like, I guess I like it if it has to do with him. I don't know. He finally reached out to the person he loves and that paid off. And so maybe he can, you know, make connections around him. But I guess there's a part of me that I liked the socially awkward character they wrote so much, and it's fine if he grows and develops. I just don't want it to be overnight as soon as he's in love, that he's all of a sudden a lot more capable of doing all of that on his own or whatever, because I guess there's just a part of me that wanted that to be who he was and not just because he wasn't in love.
0: That's fair, though. Like, we've had such good representation of neurodivergent leads or at least neurodivergent characters with like it's okay to not be okay and what's your favorite show i always forget the name of it
1: uh because this is my
0: first life because this is my first life i feel like that the main male lead in because this is my first life is such a perfect example of you've got this person who behaves differently than other people and it's not because they're lonely they don't just fall in love and then become normal quote unquote yeah, they, they start smiling all the time, and they love talking now, and they wear bright colors instead of dark colors and and it's like like you said you it's o- it feels okay but maybe that's just because that's what the media has shown us our entire lives as like, that's what love does. It changes you overnight and makes you more likable to society. <laughs> but it's like, um, have you seen other representation that might be a little more inclusive and uh, maybe shows how you can have a male lead who's not liked by everybody who doesn't get along with people easily and is still capable of falling in love. Yeah. And can still find joy in their life, but maybe doesn't completely change everything about
1: themselves because of it.
0: Huh? Huh? And was like, no, we don't like,
1: he's going to wear yellow now. He wears yellow. Happy. He knows how to dress casually now. He just, he figured it out because he's in love now. Because he's
0: in love. So he can
1: wear just like a casual knit, short-sleeved yellow shirt. <laughs> That's it, that's what he does, because he's he's in love. He previously found this deeply uncomfortable. He preferred suits, but now, love? Yellow shirt.
0: Soft, yellow knit shirt. You're like, God, (laughs) stop! (laughs) Can we stop focusing on changing every single thing about him, and maybe focus on changing just one or two things about
1: Chae Sang-un? Yeah. Maybe? Stop stop putting her on such a pedestal, and... Let him be who he is, and let them still be in love, because they actually love each other, and they're- like, I did like the conversation where they said that they're going to take each other how they are. I thought that that was very sweet.
0: Yeah, but I hated the build-up to that, where she's like, has somebody been here before? Because I'm looking at some lipstick on this chair, and he's like, nope, nobody's ever been in this apartment. Nope, I've never ever seen another person.
1: What? Who are- are there other people besides just you and me? I had no clue. And then he's like you
0: live with a man and she's like yeah but he's a gay man so it's basically like not living with a man and i was like this conversation is melting my face
1: yeah i i will simply die to get out of this Everything moment thinking about it is bad <laughs>
0: Oh, but then sometimes their conversations are really good. I really yeah. liked that she was like, I overheard you call me the scum of the earth to your ex-wife before, and I didn't like that. And he was like, oh, my bee,
1: yeah, Sorry. Like, that wasn't flattering. But to my credit, I, l- I am so stupidly in love with you that I had to convince myself some way to stop. It didn't work. I I am still in love with you. I was just trying to do myself a solid for once in my life.
0: <laughs> you guys are so bad at confessions, but I still love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did like that she was very straightforward, and then he was also very straightforward. That was very good. That we finally did a confession that was um, obvious. There wasn't a bunch of subtext that Kong Hae Jin was reading into on his <laughs> own. <laughs> you know, it was it was very straightforward. It was a very clear conversation. And that's how I for my own sanity, that's how I need love confessions to go, so it was a good one i I will give that is a good one yeah, four out of five stars
0: nice, yeah, that's fair. I would have given it eight out of
1: ten stars <laughs> scores Fra- points. scores score points <laughs> score points confession points, so yeah <laughs>
0: Sorry. So it's good it's it's going good. We just want more of the good stuff and less of the noise, yeah okay thank you thank you but we do want you to make some noise for our podcast um you can do that by emailing us at playnkpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com
1: yeah or you can find a bunch of stuff on our website including places to comment on episodes the episodes themselves uh links to our affiliates uh which are blueberry podcasting if you want to start a podcast let us know We will not only shout you out, but we want to give it a listen. So even if you didn't want us to shout you out for, like, if you were putting stuff on the internet, but you are like, it's a secret, I don't want people to find it. Except you guys, will you listen to my podcast? I will absolutely. I won't speak for Emily, but I feel like in my heart, I know she also would like that.
0: I will, and I won't shout you out if you're like, me and my mom listen to Play on K together. And so, if you guys shout me out, my mom will hear about my new podcast that is a secret. So, don't tell her.
1: Yeah. So, like... We won't. Yeah. It will be, like, our secret. Um... But it will also show you out. So just whatever you want. You let us know, but also send us your <laughs> podcast link. Uh NordVPN, uh, which will help secure your internet presence. And like, ooh, it's always sketchy. Still don't know if it's illegal to do this. But what we use it for is finding K-dramas that aren't licensed in our region. And you can do that, too, if there's anything that you've been dying to watch, but can't where you live. Um, and so, yep, we have an affiliate link for that, NordVPN, and then we also have an affiliate link for Skillshare if you're looking into learning a new skill. I haven't actually looked if they have the classes yet, but I've been talking about it for a while. I am probably going to take some books on, or some classes on narrating, on, like, voice recording, uh, anything that I can do to maybe up my skills to, to read some books to people on recording. I think that that would be a really cool skill to have. I'd love to do that. So, you can find probably stuff like that, but a million other Skillshare classes at Skillshare. This has been the longest block. I just really wanted to, like, give it up for uh, our affiliates. Um, and that's all that's at fair. playonk.com.
0: Yeah! There's also a button on playonk.com for our Patreon link, or you can just head straight to patreon.com playonk, and that's where we leave notes on every episode we have extended versions of all of our episodes and if anyone wants them we'll start doing watch parties as well there's a couple more things head over to our patreon to support the show and check out all the bonuses you can get and yeah thank you to everyone who's on there and is already subscribed it it keeps the show going thank you thank you thank you
1: yeah, but if there is a freer way that you are looking to help the podcast, then we also have that. It's pretty much anywhere you listen to us, you can rate, review, or subscribe, and doing that really helps us out. It helps uh, other K-drama podcast listeners find us, and uh, we really appreciate it. So, yeah. Yeah, we're on Instagram at PlayOnKPodcast on K-podcast on Twitter at
0: playnk and on TikTok at K underscore Emily. And if you see
1: us on any one of those, give us a hey. Yeah, and I think that's just about it. So you can join us next week for the next two episodes of Love and Contract. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye.